On Wednesday, June 24th edition, the MLB will play a 60-game season. Novak Djokovic tests positive for COVID-19. Tom Brady working out with teammates despite the pandemic and much more. It's been reported that Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic has tested positive for the coronavirus. The news was first broke by NBA insiders Adrian Wojnarowski and Brian Windhorst. Jokic contracted the coronavirus last week in his home country, Serbia. According to multiple reports, Jokic is asymptomatic and will be leaving Serbia next week to report for mandatory workouts before the season restarts in Orlando on July 30th. NBA teams are expected to arrive at the ESPN complex in Walt Disney World on July 7th and start training on July 9th. Every member of a team will be forced to quarantine for 48 hours until the tests come back negative. The Joker is the first known Denver Nugget to test positive for the coronavirus since the league suspended the season on March 11th. During the hiatus, you would expect most players to be out of shape and gain some extra pounds, but that has been the opposite for the Joker. Jokic has been reportedly seen losing a tremendous amount of weight and it's looking like he is ready to compete for a championship. Nuggets president Tim Conley said, He sent me a picture. No shirt on. He's got abs. I've never seen him with abs before. Jokic was not the only player in the league to reportedly test positive for COVID-19 in the last month. It was announced that two Phoenix Suns players tested positive for COVID-19, and four players in the Western Conference team that was in the playoffs also contracted the virus. Because of this, the Phoenix Suns temporarily closed the Arizona Veterans Memorial Arena. Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard received a sucker punch in the face at a restaurant in South Dakota during his time with his family. After being punched, Goddard was rushed to the hospital while being ruled unconscious. According to the doctors, Goddard is fine and has no collateral damage. Dallas was treated and left the hospital over the weekend. According to the reports, the man that punched Goddard was Kyle Douglas, who was not a teammate or related to his family. Douglas was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor. Goddard is from South Dakota, where he played both his high school and college years there. The brawl took place at a restaurant called The Zoo, which is about 660 miles from his hometown, Britain, South Dakota. According to the video that was released, Dallas did not see the punch coming. That's when Douglas came from the side and sucker punched Goddard. Reported by many, Dallas was trying to play peacemaker during the brawl. Dallas' teammate, after seeing the video, was furious with Douglas. Eagles corner Avante Maddox tweeted, Yeah, lucky I wasn't there. There would have been some problems. Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson also tweeted, Ridiculous. Let me know the time and place. I gotcha. Dallas Goddard was drafted by the Eagles with a 49th overall pick in 2018. Goddard caught 58 passes for 607 yards, which was second on his team for the most receiving yards. Philadelphia plans to use him more this year. Him and teammate Zach Ertz will be fun to watch the next few years. Before we dive into some more awesome sports topics, I'd like to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard anything about Anchor, it's the easiest way to mic a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Can't go wrong with that. And guess what? There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. That's not all, though. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It keeps on getting better, though. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get back to the show. (music) 
Number one tennis player in the world, Novak Djokovic has reportedly tested positive along with his wife, Jelena, for the coronavirus. Djokovic contracted the virus after holding exhibition games in Serbia and Croatia and with multiple professional tennis players. There were over 4,000 spectators at the event, and players and fans were not required to wear a mask or social distance. The event was called the Adria Tour, but after three players tested positive for COVID-19, they canceled the rest of the event. Djokovic believed the tournament conditions had been met for the virus. After hearing word that three players tested positive for COVID-19, Djokovic decided to wait to be tested till he arrived at his home in Serbia. Djokovic said on social media on Tuesday, We believe the tournament met all health protocols and the health of our region seemed in good condition to finally unite people for philanthropic reasons. He also stated, Unfortunately, the virus is still present and it's a new reality that we are still learning to cope and live with. I am hoping things will ease with time so we can all resume lives the way they were. I'm extremely sorry for each individual case of infection. I hope that it will not complicate anyone's health situation and that everyone will be fine. Djokovic has won 17 Grand Slams, which is tied with Rafael Nadal for the most in tennis history. A week ago, jo- Djokovic was furious that the U.S. Open in August was going to be held without any fans in New York. He even complained that the U.S. Tennis Association was trying to limit players' entourages. Both the U.S. and French Open will play without any fans. The U.S. Open for tennis is scheduled to start on September- August 31st, and the French Open will be played on September 27th. There is still no word if Djokovic will play at the U.S. Open. What we do know is more than likely tennis fans will be jubilant when their beloved sport will be back in action on August 31st. The Detroit Lions made news today when Martha Firestone Ford announced she would step down as the principal owner. Her oldest daughter, Shelly Ford Hamp, will take over as the team's owner. Hamp has been helping her mother with the team since 2014 when William Clay Ford passed away. According to sources, Martha Ford will still have a say in the decisions if necessary. Martha, who is 94, has decided to take a back seat with the franchise. It was also reported that Hamp was the driving force to retain both Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn after the 2019 season. However, if the GM, Bob Quinn, and head coach Matt Patricia cannot lead the Lions to a winning season, they will most likely be gone after 2020. Hamp stated after being named the new principal owner of the Detroit Lions, this is going to be kind of a weird year, so I don't want to say anything about wins and losses. And I think the overarching thing is that we want to see major improvements, and at this point, I can't really say what the specific measures are going to be because I don't know what the season is going to look like. But believe me, major improvements is the goal. She also stated she will confer with her mom, brother, and sisters, but will make the final decision. She continued saying, I intend to emulate a lot of those things and hopefully put my own stamp on things. I plan to be hands-on and learn as much as I can about the organization and be involved in a lot of ways. The Lions have been owned by the Ford family since 1963 when William Clay Ford purchased the team. Although the Lions were purchased by the Ford family, they've had one playoff win since then and have not won a playoff game since 1993. Hamp will need to be aggressive for her tenure to be successful. Tom Brady and teammates are still practicing despite having two players being diagnosed with the coronavirus as well as an assistant coach testing positive last week. Despite all that, some Bucks players are still holding group workouts at a local high school, and one of those being Tom Brady. According to the Tampa Bay Times, Brady, along with several other teammates, were working out at Berkeley Prep on Tuesday morning, even though the NFLPA recommends against doing those type of workouts. The players intending the workouts included Brady, Gronk, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Jamal Dean, Mike Edwards, Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin, and Ryan Jensen. The league office, NFLPA, and Bucks are aware of the situation. Tampa Bay officially reopened the facilities on June 10th, with coaches returning June 15th. 
However, players are still not allowed to enter unless they receive medical treatment. Infections in Florida, as well as Tampa Bay, are on the, right, on the rise, included a record of 4,000 new cases in just 24 hours. The Buccaneers weren't the only team that conducted group workouts this offseason after the cancellation of minicamp and OTAs. They also weren't the only team affected by the virus. Some of the names that have tested positive for the virus include Sean Payton, Von Miller, Zeke, Kareem Jackson, as well as several other players. The FBI wrapped up the case concerning the noose in the number 43 car that was in Wallace's garage on Sunday at Talladega. They discovered the noose had been there in the garage since October of last year and was not a federal crime. U.S. Attorney J.E. Town made a statement concerning the case on Monday. Fifteen FBI special agents conducted numerous interviews regarding the situation at Talladega Speedway. FBI agent Johnny Sharp Jr. also stated, after a thorough review of facts and evidence surrounding the event, we have concluded that no federal crime was committed. The FBI released a statement on Tuesday saying the FBI learned that garage number four, where the noose was found, was assigned to Bubba Wallace last week. The investigation also revealed evidence, including authentic video confirmed by NASCAR, that the noose found in the garage number four was in the garage as early as October of 2019. Although the noose is known to have been in garage number four in 2019, nobody could have known Mr. Wallace would be assigned to garage number four last week. The decision not to pursue federal charges is proper after reviewing all available facts and all applicable federal laws. We offer our thanks to NASCAR, Mr. Wallace, and everyone who cooperated with this investigation. According to NASCAR President Steve Phillips, the league plans to hold their own investigation on the individual who placed the noose in the garage. If they were to find the individual, they would ban them to all future events from the sport. NASCAR will return this Saturday and Sunday at the Pocono Organics 325 for the Xfinity Series and the Pocono 350 for the Cup Series. It's looking more and more like there will be a baseball season in 2020. According to multiple sources, the commissioner of the MLB, Rob Manford, will force a 60-game season the rest of the league will be required to play because of the March 12th agreement between players and the owners, reported by ESPN's Jeff Passett. The season would start on July 24th and end on September 27th. Players agreed on Tuesday to report to another spring training on July 1st. Also, CBS Sports HQ Jim Bowden reported players and owners are still working on health and safety protocols. The league stated on Monday night, today the Major League Baseball Players Association informed us that they have rejected the agreement framework developed by Commissioner Manfred and Tony Clark. Needless to say, we are disappointed by this development. The framework provided an opportunity for the MLB and its players to work together to confront the difficulties and challenges presented by the pandemic. It gives our fans a chance to see an exciting new postseason format, and it offered players significant benefits including universal DH for two years, a guaranteed $25 million in playoff pools, $33 million in forgiven salary advance that would increase the take-home pay of 61% of players. Overall, players would earn 104% of the prorated salary. However, with the league forcing a season in 2020, the Players Association is now permitted to file a grievance against the league and will now have full leverage for the new CBA in 2022. The MLBPA said they are done negotiating with the league. The league does not want to play into late October and November because fears of a second wave of the coronavirus. The players won as many games with guaranteed prorated salaries. The two sides have been arguing since May 12th, and they ha really haven't got anywhere yet. Manfred had no choice but to schedule a season before the pandemic said otherwise. The league as of now still wants to play the season at team stadiums without any spectators.
Thanks for listening to the 7-Eleven Sports Podcast. Your top seven sports stories of the day in just 11 minutes. Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.